Hello, hello, here we are again with Agi coming to you from Broadcasting Alpha and 41 different uh, platforms around the world. And uh, we're going to have some fun. And this one's going to get interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm the host and uh, for this. And uh, we are also transmitting on the um, Conscious Awakening Network. And folks, you got to go over there and see it there because uh, this, by the way, this will also be there. You can watch it there or you, your favorite place should be YouTube because that's where we can also monitor the chat room and you can participate in the show asking questions and whatever. And we will be there and answer questions for you. So this could get, uh, get really good. You can also get in touch with myself or Nori at uh, broadcastteamalpha.com. And, uh, well, maybe we should just get right to it. I have here Gil Carlson with me again. He has written 41 books, unless there's more now. <laughs> and uh, he has... Come in, he has almost come out of obscurity because he's been sitting back writing all these books and now he's coming out with it. And we are going to talk about one specific book this time that from all of the books that I have seen, I would highly recommend. And this one is on the secret space program. And... He, I have been in the UFO field and as an investigator for UFOs, extraterrestrials, future technology, alien technology, and uh, anything that goes along with that for decades. But he have found stuff that I've never seen before. He's got pictures in there of things, both on the moon and on Mars. And also he talks about the cover-up, the deep cover-up reasons for it maybe also and i tell you folks plan on staying with us through this one because if you're interested in these subjects you need to hear this because he's going to talk about many of the things that is in the book so welcome to the show gil thank you for the kind words augie and uh i hate to brag about my books but this this Please is an amazing do. book. This is an amazing book, and yeah. it's so crammed with information that's going to make your head spin, and yep. uh, and we're just going to probably just touch on the edges of some of it. And uh, I would suggest everybody go out there and and uh, order this book. And yeah, uh, it, absolutely, one you really need for your collection. You can yep. learn. And, you it. said your your head would spin, and uh, I got about 10, 15 pages into it, and I was spinning already. So because I saw some pictures there that I've never seen before, incredible pictures. So, just, and uh, you didn't get into the uh, time travel and stuff like that. That's right up your alley. Yeah, and you talk about that in here. Yes, that time travel has been covered up because it is real, and it's been real for quite a while. Anti-gravity has been available since the 1950s, but that has been covered up. And you talk about that. Please and, start somewhere and educate us. I am all ears and so well, Actually, else. the anti-gravity has been used in a lot of our uh, fighter jets recently. Yep. 
And, uh, and time travel has been, oh, that goes back. Government's been, um, oh, experimenting with that. Oh, I guess it goes back to uh, the Montauk Post days. Yeah. And, uh, or should I say Montauk base? It was an air base. Yeah. Uh, and actually, yeah. I've got a book out on that, too, which is yeah. very interesting. But let's stick with the uh, secret space program here. Yeah, let's stick with that. Uh, start wherever you want, and then we will just go. Well, some of the stuff in there that's going to going to make your head spin is our presence throughout the galaxy with military civilians and even our citizens forced into slavery um, and military weapons being used in space and alien weapons that may be used against us and our planet and even against alien races that we've had a falling out with uh, and actual and major plan changes to other worlds. And of course, we're going to get into our moon and how it is occupied by human and alien races and has been for a long time. Plus, we've had huge mining operations and numerous colonies on, um, on the moon as well as other locations. Yeah, you mentioned something actually. Uh... Oh, I got the phone off. Okay, uh, that's what I get for not turning the phone off. But you mentioned something and you said slaves. And I want to comment on that a little bit. A lot of people out there are aware, they are aware of all the people disappearing. Yes. Especially children. Hundreds of thousands of children disappearing just with no trace globally. Where do you think they go? We got to think about that because it appears from what we're finding out and in your book and other places that, yes, they are abducted and they are taken to the moon and and also other places here underground on Earth, and they are used as slaves, and they are trained to do certain things that support the secret space program and other things. Now, this gets, this gets deep, and it gets really difficult to even think about when you think about these children. Actually, it is very shocking. And for years, there's been a lot of this going on in underground bases, such as Dulce Base, and where they're used in breeding programs. And more recently, um, they've been used in the space program yeah. and taken to places like Mars and used for uh, uh, slave labor or um, or military operations um, and that may be a shock to a lot of people because nasa's been telling us there's there's really no life there and looking for little bugs and and water under the dirt and stuff uh but supposedly we've had uh, man bases there and yeah do you and have pictures of humans 
and humanoids on Mars. And those are NASA prints that have been either intercepted before NASA got their hands on it to cover it up, or it was leaked from NASA. And these are prints to show it. Um, one of the, I got it later in the book, but one of the astronauts made a statement that he saw um, a human walking across the, I believe, the surface of Mars. Yeah. And that's a, they remember back in the old days when they used the brown filter, everything, even the, the sky was brown. Everything was brown <laughs> on Mars. It's yes. not, not that way anymore. Now you can see blue skies there. In order to have blue skies, you got to have oxygen. So yeah, it's uh, information is starting to come out. It's leaking out. Um, although I still see some stuff, especially moon pictures with the um, black backgrounds. And and they've got a special department over there at uh, at NASA that filters out everything, all the pictures and anything that looks like uh, something that's they don't want to be there, whether it's aliens or spaceships or or whatever. But uh, I shouldn't be picking on NASA so much. They've got a uh, a big operation across the river from where I live. Oh they, well, they knock on my door, but uh... <laughs> keep picking, keep picking. <laughs> okay uh but i i think where we really where a lot of this stuff i mean this is this secret space program stuff it is so mind-boggling and we've kind of been programmed not to believe in this stuff or, or it's all been kept from us and 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 it's um but i think where it really started coming out and a lot of people became aware of it was back in 2002 when uh, you remember Gary McKinnon and he hacked into the NASA computers and uh, he found a lot of stuff. And he found photos of UFOs that had been edited out of um, some of the satellite imagery yep. and um, flight manifests for spacecraft that didn't officially exist and lists of military officers involved in extraterrestrial operations. And um, at first it seemed like to a lot of us that uh, this, he didn't know what he was saying, or this is just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. But then when you saw how um, the government went after him and said this was the biggest computer break-in, military com or government computer break-in ever, and how damaging it was. And and they were anxious to get him back from Great Britain and and make him spend the rest of his life in jail. Then you realize um, he wasn't making this stuff up. This was something serious that yep. they didn't want us to know. And Gary McKinnon found a whole long list of names that was titled non-terrestrial officers yes and ship-to-ship uh, -ship transfers and there was a lot of things there that should not exist but obviously it was on nasa's computer so it does yeah and um you know there's still a lot of people out there that don't you know, I've got people who've seen the um, promotions from my book 
Yep. And they just don't believe that there's really a secret space program. Um, and it's it's just too too unbelievable. And um, some people accuse it of being um, science fiction. But from what I understand, a lot of the, like Star Trek, everything else was based on real things, things that were leaked to the government, uh, to the movie producers and writers, and kind of, I guess, either, I don't know, I'm not sure, either it was to get us, uh, get us, warm, warm us up to the idea of what's going on, or another uh, option could be that they wanted to make all this stuff look like science fiction so that um, when people reported on it, they would just say, oh, that's science fiction. Uh, this yeah. is what happened with the um, Inquirer. I don't know if you're familiar with the Inquirer. That was um, they went the newspaper that sold in markets and stuff like that and had a lot of crazy articles in the beginning it had things just crazy things on flying saucers or flying saucers that landed on some grandmother's roof or just just yeah. weird stuff and yeah. and nobody believed it and the truth was the inquirer was created by someone who had cia connections and it was created with cia money backing and the idea was that anybody who came out with articles about UFOs, um, they would be unbelievable, and they and they would just say, "Oh, that's just Inquirer stuff." Now you talk about here that our presence in this galaxy has been around for quite a while, and for several decades, we've been traveling through the solar system here, and uh, you also even quite a ways back, possibly to other worlds. And the, both military and civilian, possibly slaves. You got a section in the book about this that uh, really blew me away because uh, there's some of the stuff in there I didn't know. And, uh, and you're probably one of the most knowledgeable people on these subjects that I know of, so... That's saying something. Yeah. And uh, then they also talk about plan changes for other worlds. Other Definitely. Worlds. Maybe There's stuff on. going on out there that we don't know about. That's where they're changing uh, the moon, Mars. Um, it's amazing things they're doing. Yeah. Too bad they couldn't do a little bit of that on Earth and uh, clean up the environment. Yeah, I guess you know, that... our global warming. Um, it's you know it's it's amazing. Probably what's being done to the atmosphere from all these uh, satellites are being launched every day. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. And you also talk about uh, the military weapons that is being used. Uh, and possibly also alien weapons that is used against us. And I didn't need to say any more on this issue. Just think Hawaii four months ago. 
Yes, that's something I didn't want to bring up. I'm sure that's a touchy subject, but it's, yeah. I've but, got a lot of pictures that uh, what happened there and it looks kind of suspicious where a lot of trees are still standing, yeah. uh, but the buildings <laughs> are gone. Yeah, uh, but I, I, we sh probably should be a little diplomatic on this one since we are still on YouTubes and the gods over there. I mean, oh, yes, yes, I forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least they think they're gods. But, but it is uh, a sad thing that's happened in yeah. Hawaii. Whatever people, the whatever the reason need, is, people need to go to maybe some alternative platforms and research that one. Then they're going to find out what really happened, because. These may be alien weapons that has, or should I say now our weapons, but the technology was given to us to develop. The um, One of our latest uh, warplanes, the, um, what is it, TRB-3 or TR-3B, I don't know, I have to read my book again, um, was used in the Iraqi war. And they had some weapons in that, that just wiped out within several days, the whole uh, Iraqi uh, fighting force. Yeah. There's actually also a video that come out of Iraq where there was a triangular ship sitting in the sky stationary. And then suddenly there was an, a, um, a whole mountaintop where there were buildings and stuff that just vaporized. yes that's the same thing the yeah. triangular shaped thing yeah in, yeah we see a lot of those around nowadays they also use them of course it's anti-gravity and it's extremely quiet and it can stand still mm -hmm. um, i heard in the beginning they were using a lot of that um they had amazing electronic equipment on that where they could just hover over a city and just uh, suck up all transmissions and copies of, of everything, your phone, uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, I think that once people start diving into this and researching a little bit, they're going to get more hungry for the truth. There's been a lot of changes recently. Yeah. You know, and especially with the UFOs and things like that, where uh, more and more people are interested in learning about these things. And it's uh, it's getting more difficult for the government to cover up things. And uh, yeah, this this alien technology that has been given to, I would say, both the uh, United States and Russian have some of that. Yes, they've proven it. There's been incidents where you've seen it. It, it is dangerous. They probably they're using it for military or control. But it could get to the point where it could really hurt the planet we are living on. Yeah, it makes you think. I mean, it yeah. was um, dangerous enough. Um, back in the 40s when we had nuclear weapons. And then, and now it's just bizarre. Yeah. I'm not sure what's behind it, uh, if they're out to destroy this planet or or what. Yeah, and uh, I, I saw a quote in, in the book here, and uh, it 
talks about possibly, and this is a, a colonel, of, uh, no, there was a general that was put in charge of the uh, space program. And he said something to the effect that they needed, they were going to develop technologies that could even blow up a planet. Yes. So that's why I think if the technology got in the wrong hands, if somebody off planet in the seeker space program, it wouldn't hurt them if they blew up this planet. Um, there, there's a lot of crazy people out there. That has happened before, many millennia back, where there was a planet, um, I can't remember what it was called, Neris, that was blown up in a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how we got the the asteroid belt from Maldic was blown up. So yes, and it spread out, and now we have the asteroid belt, and there are uh, meteorites that has been found in Antarctica, and there are signs of carbon life in those meteorites. Yes, so we know something was there. Now you also uh, you also uh, talk about the moon being occupied. Speak a little bit about that. Oh, we covered a lot of that in the um, in a previous program on mm -hmm. uh, aliens on the moon, and there's still a lot to be covered on there. I after I put out that book, I uh, have more things I've discovered that. I might have to uh, add to my book. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is our involvement on the moon. I mean, we've got our astronauts who landed on the moon and took samples of soil and did things like that, supposedly. Um, but there was so much going on. We were already there, uh, especially we had bases on the far side of the moon. Um, one of the interesting things was that we actually sent a nuclear weapon to the moon, uh, and, um, and they claimed that we did it to explore for water. Um, does that make any sense to you? No. <laughs> Exploring with nuclear weapons, but supposedly it was a, an alien base there. That was uh, unfriendly aliens or something. Yeah, took out. and, and uh, I'm sh I'm sure because of that they're really going to invite us back again, don't you think? <laughs> Wasn't there some kind of uh, agreement that uh, that was signed by a lot of major co yeah. countries here that uh, we wouldn't take any weapons out into space and things like that? Yeah, the space treaty. Sure, yeah. there's a lot of people that signed on to that one, and every one of them has probably broken it. Like everything else. Yeah, they always do. Now, you also talk about uh, the mining operations on the other side, on the back side of the moon. And there are pictures of those in the book and other places also. So we know they're there. Yes. And now with um, 
what is it, China and India exploring the moon, um, they probably won't hesitate to uh, reveal some of this stuff. It should be interesting. Yep. And uh, then again, there was a, a guy that worked for the CIA that came out and he says he believed there is right around approximately 2 million people, he thinks, living on the moon right now. Hmm. Or he, people it's it's hard, to, hard to fathom, especially when you look at these pictures that uh, NASA's been feeding us and it's just nothing there. Yeah. But on, if you think about it, there's been breakaway civilizations several times from Earth. One of them from about 9,000 years ago and the, uh, the people that made the Vimanas, they were venturing into space and they went to the moon. And they're all the writing coming out of India and Tibet talking about this. So we know that happened. If that was 9,000 years ago, and let's say that about a hundred or maybe a thousand people went there, what do you think in 9,000 years, what do you think kind of population could have grown out of that? Yeah, we could have two million people on the moon. What's interesting is um, I also covered in the book in the, oh, I believe it was the late 30s, a German group who created um, a UFO. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I, and that was probably the beginning of the, the Nazi UFO program. Yeah. Which, and um, it was claimed that this group, I can't remember the name of it, was, um, was given the information and even the blueprints for creating a, a, a UFO. And then they created it. They were given this by, um, uh, I, I guess, telepath tel telepathy by uh, oh, some yeah. group. Uh, Maria Orsicis or Maria yeah, Orsicis. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I found that fascinating. Yeah, and that channeling came in two different languages that she did not even speak. But mm. when the drawings that came with it, that made sense to the German scientists. So they started investigating the language also. And they found that one of them was the, um, the old Sumerian language. Mm. And then there was another one that was that you wrote about that I never heard of before. So this and what is... was interesting too, is this group after they built this, this uh, flying craft, alien craft. Um, they used it to, uh, they disappeared, used it to leave the planet and supposedly they went to this um, this planet where this information came from. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they made it or not, but it's, uh, it's rather interesting, especially when you see things like that being done, you know, that, that many years ago. Yeah. And, and you wonder uh, about things. And, that's uh, why Maria Orsic and uh, a couple of her friends, they suddenly disappeared. Nobody yes. know where they went. So yes. they they may have gone to the uh, base 211 in Antarctica or they could have gone. <laughs> I was thinking of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really know. Uh, it just shows what's been going on out there that it's, 
you know, and it's like, oh, one of the things I wrote, wrote in my book is about oh. a two-part system. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. With NASA. Uh, NASA has this, oh, we, we see all their rocket launches on, on TV, and it's like, uh, it's all for scientific reasons and, and exploring distant planets looking for alien life. Um, and, uh, and, and we fall for that when actually there's the secret side of it. Yeah. Now the, what, uh, what we see NASA doing is more like for outwards consumption only. What's on the inside, that's the truth. And the outside is just make believe that it's, it's, we couldn't even imagine some of it, at least, uh, well, you know, that's, that's what they do. And uh, you talk about several projects, Project Moon Shadow. Uh, yes. What is yes. that? Well, that's a little further back in the, yeah. in my book here. Yeah. <clears throat> well. That, that is population uh, yes. of the moon, traveling there, doing things up there and. You you write up the very detail about that in the book. So well, that takes us back to uh, slavery and everything else. Um, it was basically Project Moonshadow is basically uh, where they were training, I guess, slaves or or whatever, and usually children um, for their secret space programs. Yeah, and. Um, and also one part of that was they were training some of these children who were um, oh, like empaths who were sensitive to things and um, and and involving them in interfacing with uh, ETs and different things like that. Yep. Um, on these, on these and projects, project, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, you go ahead. I'll, I'll listen. Mm -hmm. All right, and then there's Project Pegasus. That's about teleportation to the moon and Mars. Um, 20 and back. This is a program where they they use people on Mars and, and other planets and uh, for 20 years of service. And, and what was interesting is after 20 years, they would return them um, to where they got them from and they would reverse age them they would take them back yeah. to to the age they were when they first started with them and of course they had erased their memories and things like that um another project is stargate mm -hmm. uh that's a it's described as a time travel stage um when you think Here's something though that when you think about the twenty and back program, yes, they get enlisted into this program. They are sent where to the moon or other places, Mars possibly, and they spend twenty years in the secret space program enlistment program, and then they come back and become they reverse back to the age where they started. It sounds ridiculous absolutely unbelievable because we are taught to think in the terms of old science 
We cannot imagine anything that is so far out there. An alien civilization that had hundreds of thousands of years of uninterrupted development of science could very well have come up with a system to do this. In fact, yes, they've been sharing a lot of this knowledge with us. Yeah, it, it you can read about it in the book. And yes. <laughs> it, it is done. If you go to YouTube, even, you can actually read about some of this, how they do it, and then supplement with a book or YouTube as a supplement to the book. And you will understand how they do some of this because it can be done. Uh, reversing the aging process is not a new thing anymore. And the, the Nobel Prize was given for the technology and the uh, supplements to do it in a totally different way. And electronically, when we know that outside of the physical, there is no time and space, then you can go there and come on back to the previous time. I am, I am totally sure this is very possible. And well, I, you're kind of an expert on time travel. I've heard about some of your your voyages, yeah. and uh, it's it's something that still boggles my brain. You know that things like that can happen. But um, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I but, know. But time is time is it's is like different from us than it is on other planets and things like that. It's just yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Now, you, you cover some of these programs really well in this book. Uh, let me name some of them. You did mention the Moonshadow 20 and back to Pegasus. Then you talk about the Stargate program, the jump rooms. You talk about time travel, how it is possible. Phantom time hypothesis you cover in there. And this is something that the readers and the viewers really need to know about if you're interested in this. Go to the book and find out. You also talk about a chronovisor that was created back in the 1950s. Yes, and supposedly it goes back, the, the origin of this goes back even further, where yep. they can view time, in, I guess, um, in the past and in the future. And uh, that's, that's amazing that they can do that. And there's even, I've got drawings in there of how this can be created. Um, I'm not sure how many people are capable of doing it or would want to try, but. Uh... Yeah. And uh, the chronovisor that was done for the, for the purpose of the Catholic church as they funded that. Yes, they were, they were involved in that or they had the original yeah. um, information. And, on. and you talk about Albert Einstein being involved in it. In fact, I also know that uh, Bernard von Braun was involved in it later. Oh, Yes. He was amazing. Yeah, we wouldn't have got to the moon without him. Yeah. Oh man, and then uh, yeah, some of these programs that you talk about in there, I hadn't even heard of. So this is something that really should be explored. You know what? <laughs> I've got it. something just popped in my head here about the the chronovisor. That has similarities to the. Um, what we did on the yellow book. Yeah. Um, it's probably not the same, but it might be the same type of technology. Mm -hmm. 
That could very well be. Viewing things from the past and the future. Yeah. But, because that chronovisor, uh, there is enough writing about it to know that it actually did happen and it was created. So, uh, yeah. And you also talk about uh, the different bases here on Earth that uh, supports the uh, secret space program. We have one in uh, Antarctica, that one in Pine Gap in Australia, then uh, and then the other ones in Australia also. Yeah, that, is that the one at Tidbin Billa? Tidbin Billa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a tracking station where they have right. uh, radar installations and maybe other installations that I don't know how work, where they can track ships hundreds of thousands of miles away. So it's, yeah, it's amazing what they can do. And um, with Pine Gap, I've covered that in my um, um, underground alien book. There's yeah, a lot of amazing things and strange things going on there. Yeah, there's some pictures of that too in there about the uh, the the radar domes that is sitting there. And uh, you know, and there's been and. The government, the CIA, DARPA, they're still involved in a lot of uh, brain control programs. Yeah. And uh, which is kind of scary. But. Um, well, that's one of the things that when children disappear, when they're taken somewhere to become that slave or whatever person that they want the child to be, it is a constant mind altering program to direct them in to what they want these children to be. You know, uh, a number of years ago, I had this friend of mine. He, he was like a business associate. We worked together on a lot of things. He was uh, from IBM and he was in charge of a lot of the big mainframe computers. And I used to tell him, his name was Buzz. And I used to say, Buzz, you know, one of these days, I can see it. One of these days, we're not going to need the keyboards and the mouse. We're going to be able to control these computers with our brain. And uh, and that's what's happening now. That's what they're coming out with. What did the boss he's, think He's telling me I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and now they've got supercomputers that, that are controlling not our lives, but uh, controlling actual reality. In fact, the uh, CEO of Motorola telephone division, the uh, smartphone division, I guess, or whatever they would call it, he said in a speech one time that by 2030, nobody would need to carry around a telephone anymore because your telephone will be here, he said. All you had to do is to think a term of someone that you wanted to co make contact with and bingo, you made the contact with the other person's brain and you could have a two-way conversation by thought going on. Um, you know, there are actually people now who have um, psychic abilities yeah. who can do things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, 
you know, you know, I got a bad habit of drifting off on different subjects. But there's so oh, many things in my head that has happened. Um, we haven't done a program on it yet, but my past lives book, mm-hmm. where I had a connection with this, discovered with this girl many years ago, and we had a psychic communication. Um, yeah, I could talk to her. We could hold a conversation telepathically. Mm-hmm. She could sense everything. It is really amazing. But uh, anyway, let's let's get yeah. back to the to the book before we run out of time here. Um, yeah, let's. Could we maybe dwell on the solar warden a little bit? Just yes. look, just look at the name solar warden what does a warden do a warden uh, is he's one a prisoner that, yeah he that's keeps, my first thought keeps prisoners yes exactly. uh they they they've been saying that our this is a prison planet yeah and maybe they're right well it seems that way but this but, program has been around since what is it about 1980 or so? Um, I think you. I think I read in your book there was about 1980 when they first envisioned this. That sounds a. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, handed over to what uh, Navy, I think, just to manage this. Was it or? I think so. NASA and the Navy. Well, in fact, uh, one of the first larger spaceship that maybe uh, Gary McKinnon found was uh, built on the principles and actually maybe like a U-boat. Um, yes, uh, I, I heard uh, like a submarine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're the you boat. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're talking about the German version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you threw me off there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, this but what's is- interesting though is whether it's the Solar Warden, um, or any of the other programs, they are out there. And and they have these massive ships. One of them is like an aircraft carrier that's like two football fields long. And it's, and, you know, Solar Warden is a good term for this because in spite of what NASA says and haven't found any aliens yet or anything. Um, and I, but I know, I know there's aliens working at NASA, so. Anyway, they've sectioned off parts of outer space where we're controlling them with our 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 fleet out there. Yeah. And and we're interacting uh, with alien races. Uh, matter of fact, they have to when a different alien race comes into um, a territory that we're um have control over they have to get a clearance to pass through mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then we have the uh, the reptilian race is very much spread out, and some of them actually are friendly towards us, and some of them maybe not so. And you talk about that also. The uh, they're they're kind of greenish in color, and you talk about how how they. Uh, <laughs> deal with us and folks you just got to read it on your own it gets uh well there's so many different races out there yeah. i mean some of us some of them are i believe are are us from the future and yeah. there's a lot of connections and a lot of similarities between a lot of these these races and some are good and some are bad i it gets a little a little scary sometimes and a little confusing but i yeah. heard I heard that um, the it's only the the good aliens, the friendly aliens that are interacting with us here on Earth. So hopefully that's true. Yeah, well, let's hope so. But uh, there is also um, something you write about the the Draconian Federation Alliance, which yes. is a huge intergalactic an interplanetary organization. So this gets a little airy because some of them, when they find, and you write about this in the book, and uh, you go into detail on how this works, they find a planet where there is life kind of like us, maybe. They come and infiltrate. And like the Borg, they just take over and now we become their slaves. So, but actually, we may be doing the same thing. Well, if we have the chance. On other yeah. planets. Yeah. I mean, look, look what the governments are doing to us on this planet. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. And the. Yeah, uh, these days we'll figure it all out. The solar warden, that is also the people that uh, runs this, what's called as the Mars Defense Force. Yes. And the people uh, on the program, 20 and back, they talk about this in detail. And as you write about it in the book, there are people and there are extraterrestrials working with each other on Mars. And there's also some uh ETs that uh that are against us on Mars. That's why we have to have uh, a military, a lot of military people there. Yeah. Yeah, we we have to defend, I suppose, but you also it's... talk about the fact that uh a lot of the hostile extraterrestrials has been kept away here by the ones that have our best interest at heart. Yes. Oh, uh, th this is good. Did you see, <clears throat> well, of course you did, because you talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a U.S. and a joint U.S. and Russian mission to Mars back in the late 1960s or early 70s. There is a video about that that has been floating around, and you can hear the Russians talking to the, uh, you can hear the Russian accent, talking to Americans when they're flying uh, over the surface of Mars. You know, that's, um, 
that was at the same time we had the Cold Wars, and supposedly there are, were our enemy, and 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 things like that. And what's interesting is I write about my my friend Larry. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been involved with a lot of the books with me, and he's been investigating UFOs and for years, and he's been high up high up positions in the government. Um, but when he was younger, he was um, he visited to NASA. And um, and he had this impression that, uh, you know, that NASA is a public organization, not really no. the, you know, the military type that is, you know, that they don't want you to know about. And so he was looking around and he found a door. It was a red door. And it was no one was allowed in there as a secure thing. And he made a big fuss. He went over there and like, why is this locked? It's supposed to be, you know, public funds used for this and everything else. And and they kicked him out. And it also, also he went up to DC at that time and he was looking over some of the spacecraft and we had one of the, the earlier, uh, I don't know if it's a Voyager, one of the earlier spacecraft where it was, the controls were in uh what's it called the russian language really oh yeah yeah and um and and he that really puzzled him because you know this was kept quiet that we were working with on joint benches with him and and he made a fuss over that and uh want to know what what's going on here and they were next time he went up that was removed from the display in the okay. uh, museum in DC. That makes perfect sense because on the space station right now, there's a, a US section and a Russian section. In the Russian section, the controls are in Russian. Right. But <laughs> back in those earlier days, there supposedly wasn't any cooperation between us. They were yeah. Our, yeah. our enemy. <clears throat> But uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here in this world, but it's it's crazy. And uh, just just as I was, I had mentioned earlier about a two part system in NASA the 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 public system, what they want us to know, and then the hidden one. It's the same thing in the government. We have a two part system: the one on the surface, where they let us vote for our politicians and 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 other things like that, and then there's a secret government that actually controls everything. Whereas what we're involved in, elections and all this kind of stuff is meaningless. Yeah. Someone else is making the decisions. And there's a good possibility that it's the secret government is integrated with uh, some alien entities. Yeah. I think the ultimate orders come from off the planet. Yes, that could be. Because... Wouldn't surprise me a bit. I think somebody wants their world back. So they are re-terraforming re re Earth for what they need it to be. And that's what's going on right now. Well, that's what's been going on for a long time with the interbreeding programs. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, when you talk about government being military, yes. I think it was Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers, that said that a government will always be military in nature. 
And just for a second, let me spend about six seconds and prove it to you. We have different government agencies. Why is it called, sur for the medical establishment, it's called Surgeon General. <laughs> yeah, Why? and he wears a uniform too. It's right there. It's right yeah, in yeah. your face. It's military. Yes. It so, gives us something to think about. Yeah. Well, I uh, I am not all the way through the book yet, but uh, I tell you, there is... Uh, well, let me look. I think you'll be amazed when you get into yeah. the time travel stuff and everything. Yeah. yeah, there's 151 pages of amazing stuff in here, and I highly recommend to people that... Uh, this is one of the ones that you really want to see. We just scratched a scratch on the scratch that was scratched into the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. and also, also, I'm going to save them some scratch because, like all the books I that are on your show, I've got this reduced for the next few days on Amazon, so they oh, can go okay. to Amazon and get it at a reduced price, save a few bucks. Okay. And get a lot of knowledge. Sounds great. That sounds good. I uh I've gotten uh just about halfway through it by now and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of it to read between other stuff that I do. Uh, okay. I, I read pretty fast, so I'll probably have it done in a week or so. But this is something it's an educational book. Because if you're interested in UFOs and extraterrestrial entities or technology, there's a lot of stuff in here on technology. And uh, even when it comes to the moon, um, they, they talk about the, uh, the people and where the moon come from, possibly, and uh, who's there. And there is stuff that you need to know. You know, there's a lot of technical stuff in there. Yeah. But I write books for the way I want to read a book. So mm -hmm. I make it, it covers a lot of information, but I make it interesting and easy yeah. to understand yeah. because I don't want to put anyone to sleep. And uh, I have, uh, let's see here. Here is uh, scientific drawings by of patents. And uh, let me just go scroll back a little bit. It's... Uh, yeah, that one, and uh, there is, uh, I'm just going to spend a little bit of leafing through here. There are pictures of people on Mars and uh, stuff on the moon, and uh, yeah, uh, I can't show it all. So anyway, <laughs> just, uh, just go and educate yourself, folks. Because this is coming. We are being spoon-fed right now for the ultimate goal of the establishment to get us conditioned to a point where we can accept that they are extraterrestrials. And this is slowly being fed into through, uh, you know, disclosures, small little bit here and there commonly coming up to the point where they show up in the sky and they will 
they will be here. There will be a day when you find yourself and they're all over the place in the sky. And they are actually right now, but they show up as little lights in the sky, especially at night, you can see them. Here in Tucson, you can go outside at night and just about every other night, you can look up into the sky and you see stuff that's going one way and suddenly a light going another way. Airplanes don't do that. Hey, I, I got a question for you, Gil. If, okay. you, if you could talk to the whole world and the world was listening, what would you tell them? What should they be expecting? Oh, change. Yeah. Change. Um, and in spite of everything we've been talking about and everything else, it's going to be a change for the better. Things are going to be fixed. Um, we're going to be, it, it's going to be um, the new humans improved. That's what we have been programming the universe to give us. Yes. Because we are that universe. We create our own. And all what we create in our mind will show up in our reality somehow. It's all we have definitely, to help create. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We need to create our own lives and our own future. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're down towards the end here. So thank you very much for being with us again. And uh, we got to do this again sometime. There is more books to talk about. Sounds great. In the meantime, folks, go to Amazon.com and put Gil Carlson in there in the search bar. And you'll find all the books or uh, they can contact you directly. Also, how do they do that? Um, <laughs> you, you, you've got me by uh, surprise here. Um, oh, yeah. Go to um, Wicked Wolf Press at aol.com okay there you go yeah all right well thank you folks for listening and uh, we will be back with another show on sunday night tuesday night and nori also has another show during the week look for that one so uh, until then if you're on youtube if you like what you heard please subscribe. So uh, hope to talk to you soon. Take care. And until then, be good to each other. <laughs>